Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Trump's trade agreements and policies, but hey, 
problem that I've got, and let's, but to be fair, Hillary's trade agreements and Clinton's trade agreements destroyed this country. All right, have really destroyed this country, and anything, and, and this new Trans-Pacific Partnership, you know, that Hillary and Trump um, and uh, Obama have are pushing like crazy. Okay, is a, is a nightmare of a policy of a, of a trade program. So, you know, and Trump even comes out and says this TPP is terrible. So, but at the same time, he trashes Donald Trump, and I, I, I can understand that, but. You know, uh, is it, you know before I can uh, knock Donald Trump, which you know it's pretty easy to do. Uh, I think you should really listen to the speech. It's one of his best speeches, I think. And uh, he's not—it's uh, not off the cuff, really. It's—it's it's a well-prepared speech. And uh, in fact, uh, I guess there's 128 footnotes that went along with it for fact-checking, and he was very, very good. Uh, I was I was impressed with it. If he could continue on that line uh, of of logic, I I think I could uh, I, I I would be in, more interested in him um, as a candidate, especially if Bernie Sanders uh, pulls out. And um, who knows what's going to happen there? But anyway, let's uh, let's let's look at this because he's going to be talking about it more and more. Um, I give him a, I give him. Uh, probably a B plus on this uh, as one of his better speeches, and um, you know, go from there. So uh, I'm going to play that for you tonight, and then we're going to play. I'm going to read after that. I will read a uh, an editorial by uh, the New York Times about about his speech, and they they trashed him, of course. But uh, everyone will trash him, um, and uh, the more they trash him the more popular he becomes, which is really, really bizarre. So, you know, hold your judgment until you hear this speech, and um, I hope you I hope you, uh, I hope you, you get something out of it. Uh, this is the first time I've ever played a full speech on, on this show, especially from Donald Trump, but um, I, I think everybody should hear this, or at least a good portion of it. So here we go. This was, a, this was his speech in um, yesterday. And uh, Monesson, Monesson, Pennsylvania. All right, and it's the full speech. So, go for that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And I'd like to thank the owner of the plant, Gabe and Gloria. You're here someplace. Thank you. I want to thank Rick Santorum, our senator. Great Senator for being here and for the endorsement. We really appreciate it. Oh, before I before I mention the the, the bizarre thing, if you can check this out on YouTube, you get a kick out of it. Because he is a backdrop to to this to the speech is like you know, a million crushed aluminum cans. Okay, honest to God. Uh it's in a reclamation center steel mill kind of thing that he's talking to all these workers and uh it's a it's a riot. It's a what a backdrop. But anyway, um, here we go. I'll continue. And I have to say, uh, all of the amazing workers. Gabe said they're the most important. The amazing workers. And I know you've been through some very very tough times, but we're going to make it better, and we're going to make it better fast. Okay, just watch. So today I'm going to talk about 
how to make America wealthy again. Have to do it. We're 30 miles from Steel City. Pittsburgh plays the role amazing our nation. The legacy of Pennsylvania steelworkers lives in the bridges, railways, and skyscrapers that make up our great American landscape. But our workers' loyalty was repaid, you know it better than anybody, with total betrayal. Our politicians have aggressively pursued a policy of globalization, moving our jobs, our wealth, and our factories to Mexico and overseas. Globalization has made the financial elite who donate to politicians very, very wealthy. I used to be one of them. Hate to say it, but I used to be one. But it's left millions of our workers with nothing but poverty and heartache. When subsidized foreign steel is dumped into our markets, threatening our factories, the politicians have proven, folks, have proven they do nothing. For years they watched on the sidelines as our jobs vanished and our communities were plunged into depression-level unemployment. Many of these areas have still never recovered and never will unless I become president. Then they're going to recover fast. Our politicians took away from the people their means of making a living and supporting their families. Skilled craftsmen and tradespeople and factory workers have seen the jobs they love shipped thousands and thousands of miles away. Many Pennsylvania towns, once thriving and humming, are now in a state of total disrepair. This wave of globalization has wiped out totally, totally our middle class. It doesn't have to be this way. We can turn it around, and we can turn it around fast. But if we're going to deliver real change, we're going to have to reject the campaign of fear and intimidation being pursued by powerful corporations, media elites, and political dynasties. The people who rigged the system for their benefit will do anything and say anything to keep things exactly the way they are. The people who rigged the system are supporting Hillary Clinton because they know as long as she is in charge, nothing's going to change. The inner cities will remain poor. The factories will remain closed the borders will remain open. The special interests will remain firmly in control. Hillary Clinton and her friends in global finance want to scare America into thinking small. And they want to scare American people out of voting for the better future. And you have a great future, folks. You have a great future. These people have given her tens of millions of dollars. My campaign has the absolute opposite message. I want you to imagine a much better life and a life where you can believe in the American dream again. 
Right now, you can't do that. I want you to imagine how much better our future can be if we declare independence from the elites who led us from one financial and foreign policy disaster to another. Our friends in Britain recently voted to take back control of their economy, politics, and borders. I was on the right side of that issue, as you know, with the people. I was there. I said it was going to happen. I felt it. While Hillary, as always, stood with the elites, and both she and President Obama predicted that one voted to take back control of their economy, politics, and borders. I was on the right side of that issue, as you know, with the people. I was there. I said it was going to happen. I felt it. It's kind of a buffering snag in this particular video. It's by uh, Right Side Broadcasting, but it's on YouTube. But, oh, sorry about that. While Hillary, as always, stood with the elites, and both she and President Obama predicted that one, and many others, totally wrong. Now it's time for the American people to take back their future. We're going to take it back. That's the choice we face. We can either give in to Hillary Clinton's campaign of fear, or we can choose to believe again in America. Very sadly, we lost our way when we stopped believing in our country. America became the world's dominant economy by becoming the world's dominant producer. You know that from right here. You can get a lot. Oh, sorry about that. I had to. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they throw these damn commercials in on here now. If it, if it gets over a hundred thousand views, um, hopefully it will go to the campaign. You know that from right here, right in this plant. The wealth is created was shared broadly, creating the biggest middle class the world has ever known. But then America changed its policy from promoting development in America, in, in, in America, to promoting development in other nations. That's what's happening, and that's what's happened. We allowed foreign countries to subsidize their goods devalue their currencies, violate their agreements, and cheat in every way imaginable. And our politicians did nothing about it. Trillions of our dollars and millions of our jobs float overseas as a result. I have visited cities and towns across this country where a third or even half of manufacturing jobs have been wiped out in the last 20 years. Today we import nearly 800 billion more in goods than we export. 
can't continue to do that. This is not some natural disaster. It's a political and politician-made disaster. Very simple. And it can be corrected. And we can correct it fast when we have people with the right thinking right up here. It is the consequence It is the consequence of a leadership class that worships globalism over Americanism. This is a direct affront to our founding fathers, who America wanted to be strong. They wanted this country to be strong, and they wanted it to be independent, and they wanted it to be free. Our founding fathers understood trade much better than our current politicians, believe me. George Washington said that the promotion of domestic manufacturing will be among the first consequences to flow from an energetic government. Alexander Hamilton spoke frequently of the expediency of encouraging manufacturing in, in, in the United States. And listen to this. The first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, warned that, quote, the abandonment of the protective policy by the American government will produce want and ruin among our people. He understood it much better than our current politicians. That's why he was Abraham Lincoln, I guess. Our original Constitution did not even have an income tax. Instead, it had tariffs emphasizing taxation of foreign, not domestic, production. Yet today, 240 years after the revolution, we've turned things completely upside down. We tax and regulate and restrict our companies to death, and then we allow foreign countries that cheat to export their goods to us tax-free. How stupid is this? How can it happen? How stupid is this? As a result, we have become more dependent on foreign countries than ever before. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to declare our economic independence once again. That means... That means voting for Donald Trump. I'll do it, no doubt about it, not even a little doubt. It also means reversing two of the worst legacies of the Clinton years. America has lost nearly one-third of its manufacturing jobs since 1997, even as the country has increased its population, think of this, by 50 million people. At the center of this catastrophe are two trade deals pushed by Bill and Hillary Clinton. First, the North American 
free trade agreement, or the disaster called NAFTA. Second, China's entry into the World Trade Organization. NAFTA was the worst trade deal in the history. It's like the history of this country. And China's entrance into the World Trade Organization has enabled... And Hillary Clinton, who backed that terrible, terrible agreement. Then, as Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton stood by idly while China cheated on its currency, added another trillion dollars to our trade deficits, and stole hundreds of billions of dollars in our intellectual property. And I've been talking about China for many years. And you know what? Nobody listened. But they're listening now. That I can tell you. The city of Pittsburgh and the state of Pennsylvania have lost one-third of their manufacturing jobs since the Clintons put China into the WTO. 50,000 factories across America have shut their doors in that time. And this factory, because of your great owners, Gabe and Gloria, it's hanging in, hanging in. But they just told me it's not easy. Almost half of our entire manufacturing trade deficit in goods with the world is a result, and it's the result, of trade with China. It was also Hillary...
What a waste. And what a sad, sad thing. America's job creation deficit, due to slower growth since 2002, is well over 20 million jobs. And that's just about the number of jobs our country needs right now to put America back to work at decent wages. Wages are very low because there's no competition, and they're going to go up because we're going to thrive again as a country. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is the greatest danger yet. The TPP, as it's known, would be the death blow for American manufacturing. It would give up all of our economic leverage to an international commission that would put the interests of foreign countries above our own. It would further open our markets to aggressive currency cheaters. Cheaters, that's what they are, cheaters. They're not playing by the rules. They're cheating. It would make it easier for our trading competitors to ship cheap, subsidized goods into United States markets while allowing foreign countries to continue putting up barriers in front of our exports, which is what they do. It's very hard to export to their countries. They make it very difficult. We, on the other hand, come on in, everybody, come on in. Bad leadership. The TPP would lower tariffs on foreign cars while leaving in place the foreign practices that keep American cars from being sold overseas. That's not all. Mark my words. China will enter the TPP through the back door at a later date. They are watching. They are studying. They're not in it now, but they're going to be in it. If it's good, they'll be there. By the way, if it's no good, they'll pass. Same way, always is. The agreement would also force American workers to compete directly against workers from Vietnam, one of the lowest wage countries on earth. Not only will the TPP undermine our economy, but it will undermine our independence. That's what's happening. The TPP creates a new international commission that makes decisions the American people are no longer given the right to veto. These commissions are great for Hillary's Wall Street funders who can spend vast amounts of money to influence the people on the commissions and the outcomes. It should be no surprise then that Hillary Clinton, according to Bloomberg, took a leading part in drafting the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Please remember that, especially in November. She praised or pushed the TPP on 45 separate occasions and even called it the gold standard. Hillary Clinton was totally for the TPP just a short while ago. But when she saw my stance, which is totally against, she was shamed into saying she would be against it too. And I will tell you, it was the same shame that she had recently where she was sort of forced into saying radical Islamic terrorism. 
which he didn't want to say, but she was shamed into that. But have no doubt that she will immediately approve it if it's put before her. And that is guaranteed. Guaranteed. She will do this just as she's betrayed American workers for Wall Street and throughout, throughout her career, her whole career. She has betrayed the American worker. She's trying to put on a good front now. She will betray you again. Her career and her husband have signed so many disasters and never, ever forget NAFTA. Just never, ever forget it because you know what it's done and I know what it's done. And in touring, I've seen the devastation that it's left behind. Here's how it would go. She would make a small token change Declare the TPP pact fixed and ram it through and you will suffer. That's why Hillary is now only saying she is. I know what is done. And in touring, I've seen the devastation that it's left behind. Here's how it would go. She would make a small token change. Declare the TPP pact fixed and ram it through and you will suffer. That's why Hillary is now only saying she has problems with TPP in its current form. You know what that means. That means like they'll make a little two-word change and she'll fix it and she'll feel great. But she says in its current form. She can rush to embrace it again, and she will at the earliest opportunity. If the media doesn't believe me, I have a challenge for you and Hillary. Ask Hillary if she's willing to withdraw from the TPP her first day in office and unconditionally rule out its passage in any form. There is no way to fix TPP. We need bilateral trade deals. We do not need to enter into another massive international agreement that ties us up and binds us down like TPP does. A Trump administration will change our failed trade policies, and I mean quickly. Thank you. Here are seven steps I would pursue right away to bring back our jobs. Number one, I am going to withdraw the United States from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which has not yet been ratified. I'm going to appoint the toughest and smartest, and I know them all, trade negotiators to fight on behalf of American workers. I'm going to direct the Secretary of Commerce to identify every violation of trade agreements a foreign country is currently using to harm you, the American worker. I will then direct all appropriate agencies 
to use every tool under American and international law to end these abuses. And abuse is the right word. Number four, I'm going to tell our NAFTA partners that I intend to immediately renegotiate the terms of that agreement to get a better deal by a lot, not just a little, by a lot for our workers. And if they don't agree to a renegotiation, which they might not, because they're so used to having their own way, not with Trump, they won't have their own way, then I will submit under Article 2205 of the NAFTA agreement that America intends to withdraw from the deal. Number five, I'm going to instruct my Treasury Secretary to label China a currency manipulator, which should have been done years ago. Any country that devalues their currency in order to take unfair advantage of the United States, which is many countries, will be met with sharply. And that includes tariffs and taxes. Number six, I'm going to instruct the U.S. Trade Representative to bring trade cases against China both in this country and at the WTO. China's unfair subsidy behavior is prohibited by the terms of its entrance to the WTO, and I intend to enforce those rules and regulations, and basically, I intend to enforce the agreements for all countries, including China. Seven, if China does not stop its illegal activities, including its theft of American trade secrets, I will use every lawful president. Hey, look, this is very easy. This is so easy. I would love saying this. I will use every lawful presidential power to remedy trade disputes, including the application of tariffs consistent with Section 201 and 301 of the Trade Act of 1974 and Section 232 of the Trade Expansion Act of 1962. And when they say trade expansion, they're talking about other countries. They're not talking about us because there is no expansion. They get the expansion. We get the joblessness. That's the way it works. Not going to happen anymore. President Reagan deployed similar trade measures when motorcycle and semiconductor imports threatened U.S. industry. I remember. His tariff on Japanese motorcycles was 45%, and his tariff to shield America's semiconductor industry was 100%. And that had a big impact, folks, a big impact. Hillary Clinton and her campaign of fear 
will try to spread the lie that these actions will start a trade war. We already have a trade war, and we're losing badly, badly. She has it completely backwards. Hillary Clinton unleashed a trade war against the American worker when she supported one terrible deal after another, from NAFTA to China to South Korea. It doesn't matter. No matter where she went, the American worker was hurt. And you will be hurt worse than ever before if she becomes president of the United States. That I can tell you. A Trump administration will end that war by getting a fair deal for the American people and the American worker. The era of economic surrender will finally be over. It'll be over. You're not going to see it anymore. Although, I can't guarantee it, because after me, they'll probably start doing it again. But we will have four and maybe eight great, great, great productive years, and we'll never go back, and we'll make sure we never go back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate it. A new era of prosperity will finally begin. America will be independent once more. Independent once more. Doesn't that sound great? Under a Trump presidency, the American worker will finally have a president who will protect them and fight for them. We will stand up to trade cheating. Cheating. Cheaters, that's what they are, cheaters. We will stand up to trade cheating. Anywhere and everywhere it threatens the American job. We will make America the best place in the world to start a business. We'll hire workers and we'll open factories and we'll get rid of these horrible regulations that make it impossible to do business in this country. This will also include massive tax reform to lift the crushing burdens on American workers and businesses. We will also get rid of all of these rules and all of these problems and all of the bureaucracy which are destroying, absolutely destroying, our job creation capacity, which we used to be the best in the world, and now we're getting close to the bottom, folks. We're getting close to the bottom. Many people think that these regulations are an even greater impediment than the fact that we are one of the highest tax nations in the world. We're also going to fully capture America's tremendous energy capacity. This will create for our workers, and that's what we want, for our workers, growth for our economy and begin reducing our budget deficits, which are massive. Yearly budget deficits, massive. Our trade deficits, we don't even want to talk about it. Our budget deficits are massive. Hillary Clinton wants to shut down energy production and shut down the mines, and she wants to shut down, and she said it just recently, she wants to shut down the miners. 
I want to do exactly the opposite. The Trump administration will also ensure that we start using American steel for American infrastructure. And aluminum. Just like the American steel from Pennsylvania that built the Empire State Building, that's what we're going to do. It built the Empire State Building. It will be American steel that will fortify America's crumbling bridges. American steel. It will be American steel. It will be American steel that sends our skyscrapers soaring, soaring into the sky. Beautiful sight. More beautiful with American steel. It will be American steel that rebuilds our inner cities. It will be American hands that remake this country, and it will be American energy mined from American resources that powers this country. It will be American workers who are hired to do the job. Nobody else, American workers. We are going to put American steel and aluminum back into the backbone of our country. This alone will create massive numbers of jobs, high-paying jobs, good jobs, not the jobs we have today, which everybody agrees are bad jobs. We're going to create massive numbers of good jobs on trade, on immigration, on foreign policy, we are going to put America first again. We are going to make America wealthy again. We are going to reject Hillary Clinton's policy of fear and her policy of of absolute nonsense because it's not working and it's grossly incompetent and we can't take it any longer and we're not going to take it any longer. We are going to embrace the possibilities of change, but real change, not Obama change, real change. It's time to believe in the future. It's time to believe in each other. It's time to believe in America again. This is how we are going to make America great again for all Americans. For all Americans. We're going to make America great again for everyone. Greater than ever before. And I promise you, if I become president, we are going to be working again. We are going to have great jobs again. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be proud of your president. You're going to be proud, proud, proud of our country once again. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Now, I don't know if um, what you thought of that, um, but I, I have to say it was it was one of his better speeches, and um, very prepared. Very, you know, he read it from um, um, monitors, you know. But hey, you know that's what presidents should do, you know. Uh, I don't remember uh, Obama ever reading from off his uh, monitor. I mean, he was criticized that he, he never spoke uh, without his monitor. And, um, you know, I think I think whoever's writing his scripts today uh, for Donald Trump, are, you know, they're, they're doing a good job. The only, t- the, the, the only real trouble I had with this is... Uh, is that well, he even admitted that he was one of the guys who used to abuse, but he never mentioned unions, and he never mentioned um, the vagus, the vagaries, you know, uh, vagueness, of some of those things. But I think um, I think it'd be wise for me to, to. I wanted to save the last minutes here for this, uh, and this is the. Um, <laughs> He's not for Donald Trump's not friends with the uh, New York Times, uh, but the New York Times uh, came out with um, uh, uh, criticism of his speech t- uh, today, and um, it said Donald J. Trump vowed on Tuesday to rip up international trade deals and start an unrelenting uh, offensive against uh, Chinese economic practices framing his contest with Hillary Clinton as a choice between hard-edged nationalism and the policies of a leadership class with, that worships globalism. He's absolutely right there. And, I, and I'm, I guess what really surprised me so much about this speech was that he went after the globalists. He went after the big boys. He went after them. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that's good, you know. Maybe that's why Donald's having so much trouble, uh, you know, and I'm sure that's why he's having so much trouble with the Republican Party is because, you know, all those guys he's going after are the Republican Party donors and Democratic Party donors as well. You know, they want things to stay the same, man. <laughs> and Donald uh, plans to upset the, the, the apple cart. But speaking with, uh, in western Pennsylvania, Donald, uh, Mr. Trump sought to turn the page on weeks of campaign turmoil by returning to a core set of economic grievances that have animated his candidacy from the start. He threatened to withdraw from the North American Free Trade Agreement and pledged to label China a currency manipulator and impose punitive tariffs on Chinese goods, which is very true. That's We, we heard that. But he said he attacked Ms. Clinton on her past support of the Trans-Pacific. That, that's true. Uh, when we look at, at uh, what, if you analyze what he said, and what he's continued to say, he's not really off topic here. Um, he's been saying this for a long time. Um, you know, the NAFTA and TPP and all this stuff is, is is destroying us. And I think he's right. I mean, he, I think he's got, he's the first guy, okay, to ever say that, you know, we got a serious problem with our trade. I mean, he's the first guy in uh, 20 years or more, okay, since then. I mean, uh, I think uh, I'm not, I, I don't, I didn't love Reagan at all, but Reagan did do something there and in, in that he, uh, he uh, it was pretty rough. It's pretty rough the first three or four.
retail and financial sectors are terrible. But, you know, that was all part of a, I don't know, it all started under Carter, you know, under a Democratic uh, candidate, you know, under a Democratic Congress. And people got so fed up with what was happening there, uh, they went to Reagan. Now they nominated, they they voted in Reagan twice. Um, I don't think that was a great idea, but maybe he was the man for the hour in the in the beginning. But if you uh, anybody lived through the early '80s, who's listening to this, uh, and lived there as a, as an adult and as a working, I had a, I was in business then, and uh, the retail market uh, would just dried up and die. The financial market. Uh, I mean, we're talking 21% mortgages, adjustable rate mortgages then. Uh, I know because I was a lender. But the, 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 the interesting aspects of this, of Trump's speech, is that is a man who, if he's real, I mean, I say is he real, I don't know. But I know Hillary's not real. I know that. I mean, she exists, but everything she says is horrible. Right? It's just a horrible horrible lies. She's under FBI investigation for crying out loud. But you got a guy like Trump, you know, uh, and once he comes, and then and then what's this with, with Elizabeth Warren? I mean, I can't stand the woman. I mean, she's out of her freaking mind. Uh, Pocahontas and, you know, Goofy and whatever else that Trump names her. Uh, I mean, rightfully so. She's, she's crazy. And uh, she's a crazy... Uh, hypocritical, other, another one of Hillary's followers. I, I don't know, but um, you know, it's a, it's a frightening duo, and uh, she is. They are so destined to lose. It's unbelievable. But if Trump keeps on path like this and starts talking to the United to America this way, and really start and 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 you know, then they can't even question him. Even the even the media. What's the media going to do? Oh, geez, uh, yeah, you're right, uh, the trade agreement sucks. Well, geez, even Trump, uh, the head of the unions, uh, head of the AFL-CIO, says that they, they suck, you know. <laughs> These agreements suck. They're horrible for the United States, you know. And, uh, you know, they, but yet they go out and then they endorse Hillary, who's, who, who is the one who, 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 who designed the TPP, the one who, I mean, I, I am, I'm sorry, folks, but I, I have this real hard, um, I have to wonder, I have to wonder, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's hypocritical when they, when they're running for president, I mean, yeah, you know, hey, I'm sorry I did that, yeah, well, Trump even apologized, he said, look, I was one of those guys, yeah, you know, my stuff was made there, I'm still one of those guys, but, you know, if you're going to be in business, you can't, you know, with the way the the system is set up, you gotta, you know, if you if you fight like hell as a businessman to stay American, you're gonna lose and probably go bankrupt. So you have to do what the system, you know, is designed to do to make money, and that's outsource and all these other damn things. But what Trump's trying to do, what he wants to do, is bring back. Uh, trade tariffs. He wants to bring back tariffs. He wants to bring back jobs. He wants to bring back integrity in our in our State Department, integrity in our in our in the White House. All right. I mean, the President of the United States has to stand for something. You know, 
uh, and Obama stands for nothing, right? Obama stands for nothing. I mean, it's it's horrible with what he's done, and it's horrible what what Hillary is doing, and it's horrible what the Republican and Democratic parties have done to our country in the last uh, umpteen years. They've been in power, so I'm not forgetting that Donald Trump is running as a as a Democrat. I'm sorry, as a Republican, but. It appears that everybody in the Republican Party doesn't want to accept him as a Republican and think he's a liberal. Well, in some ways he is, but he has to watch what he says a little bit because, you know, <laughs> he's running his, you know, he's using the the, the Republican Party as his vehicle. You know, he can dump them later, but, you know, if he had the chance to, who knows? He may dump them at the after the convention if they if he has a problem with the, with them nominating him, and then he's going to say screw you, and he'll go independent and he'll win, okay? And he'll dump the Republican Party, dump the Democratic Party, and uh, you know we'll have a third party in this country again, which is a fourth party, fifth party, sixth party. There should be a hundred parties in this country, you know, instead of these stupid two parties that uh, two party tyranny now that we live under. So it's a god, it's a I mean, the, the Democrats and Republicans, you know, they, they, they're one in the same. The Republicans wanted to vote for Hillary, for crying out loud. That, you know, Republicans will be voting for Hillary. What the hell? Our unions, I don't understand this. I don't understand why uh, Democrats are voting for, are, are supporting a Hillary. You know, when the Republicans are voting, they're supporting Hillary. She might as well be a, the Republican nominee, not Donald Trump. This is ridiculous. The whole system is ridiculous the way it is. And I'm hoping, and I brought this up tonight, and I want the people to hear Donald Trump's speech because I thought it was extremely good. And, I, and I'm biased. I guess I'm biased with, uh, you know, to honor, to some integrity, all right, and, uh, you know, and vision. But, hey, let's look at it this way, okay? Donald Trump made $10 billion. At least. Now he's the guy who made money. He built stuff. I mean, he builds things. I mean, Hillary hasn't built anything except her checking account. You know what I mean? Um, you know, even Bernie hasn't built anything. Nobody's nobody's a builder. Uh, this guy is, you know, and he understands real estate. And I understand real I was in real estate for 20 years. I understand real estate and finance. What happened is... You have to understand. You have to have that vision to see and build and grow and understand how thing how money is made in order to make money. You know, and under and the only guy I know who knows how to make money is Donald Trump. Okay, uh, that's running in this race anyway. So, um, and it's created a, 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 an empire as far as a business empire. So, if we can hold his feet to the fire. And if we, if what he says is he can do, uh, yeah, he's a little wacky, but crying out loud, he's no wackier than anybody else. I mean, anybody who's running for president probably hasn't got all his, all his, uh, his uh, marbles, <laughs> you know. Uh, but he's, he, but there's nobody more confident about his own abilities than Donald Trump is right now. And uh, he probably questioned him a bit as he moved along there and, and got beat up in the last few months. But he's coming.
coming back strong. He won the he won the primaries, and uh, you know he'll, he'll win. He's won the nomination, and uh, anybody who puts him off in the in the convention, he'll pummel him. I mean, he, 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 nobody in the Republican Party has any any respect at all from anybody, <laughs> even themselves. You know, and right now, if the Democrats continue the way they're going, you know. And if Hillary is indicted, all right, finally, okay, convicted, indicted, uh, whatever, even gets a sprained ankle, she's out of there, all right. So, um, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not good. And uh, Trump looks stronger and stronger and stronger all the time. And I sort of, if he continues this path and stays on this path, okay, and 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 with 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 you know, good solid speeches. Doesn't get crazy, doesn't get insulting, doesn't whatever. Just stays on the path from here till you know November. He'll win, and he'll win big. All right. So that's my commentary for tonight. But I'm, I hope you enjoyed that speech. Um, and um, you know, we have to look at this responsibly. You know, and uh, what can I tell you? That's what we got to do. Got to look at this responsibly and and say, hey, what's our what are our chances? Who, who do we really have here? And my God, I'll tell you, you know, everybody thinks Hillary is so wonderfully qualified when in reality she's a disaster. She's a walk-in talking disaster. I mean, for this country, it has been for the last twenty years. Right? For some reason, people can't see the through her, and I don't know why. It's all out there. All they got to do is put up Hillary in there, and that's all you'll see is, is more indictments and more investigations and more uh, scandals than anybody has ever run for public office. So, hey, if that's what you want for your president, God bless you. If that's what you want, you know, God has to bless you because you're in for a hell of a ride. This country is in for the worst ride it's ever been in, you know. I need. I'm convinced that we need a chance. We need to get out of this. We need to break away from the two-party establishment. We have to break away from the from 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 the the norms. You know, like if you're a union member, God damn it, you gotta fight like hell, and you gotta pick the you gotta pick and choose the right people, the people that really support you. And I'll tell you, the Hillarys and the of this world never support anybody but themselves. All right, Bernie Sanders has been in the at the backs of unions all of his career for 35 years, right? Mind you, Trump, I don't know, his record on unions is not so great. But his record on making jobs is, his record for making money is, his record for building is. So, you know, you got to put it together. My My dream debate has always been the thought of having Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump debate one another on policy issues. I'm not going to attacks and you know bigots and crazies and this and that, but talk about the politics and talk. I mean, talk about the issues at uh, hand, you know. And uh, that would be a remarkable debate. It really would be. And I think it's a debate that the United States and the American citizens deserve, right, to have, and then choose the real, their real uh, leader to lead them into the next few years. And uh, at that, I'll leave you. 
I thank everybody who joined me tonight. I hope that I hope that you get a chance to tell your friends about this. Maybe take you know listen to this speech, uh, listen to this comments, and you know think. And that's why I do this program because I want people to think. I want people to comment. I want people to um, question. You know, their themselves and myself and everybody. But question what's going on. So I was with you. Good evening, and thank you for joining me. And we'll be back. Oh, next week uh, we will have Larry, uh, Larry Dorman with us. It should be a lot of fun. I always enjoy having Larry with us. He's from the he's in Public Affairs for Aspen Union, and um, great guy. And we will be having him. Uh, and uh, more information for you um, as the days go on. And tomorrow night, I believe I'll continue my my uh, my, my program that I started last week, last Thursday night. And uh, let's just tune in for that. Uh, same time. So good night, everybody. And uh, thanks. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.